The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, the recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Benjamin Dolly. Democrats in Virginia's Senate have dealt a blow to a major campaign promise from Attorney General Jason Meares. As Ben Pavia reports, a Senate committee rejected a proposal which would have broadened the Attorney General's power. Meares's proposal stems from a case in Fairfax County. He argues prosecutors were too lenient on a man accused of repeatedly raping a girl. The legislation would have allowed the attorney general to take up local sex crime cases involving minors, even if the local Commonwealth's attorney opposed that intervention. Critics like Raman Fatahi, the Commonwealth's attorney in Norfolk, argued it would be an overreach of power. We do not need this bill. We have our local voters to answer to. Prosecutors and criminal defense attorneys, normally at odds in legislative battles, were united in their opposition to the bill. All but one Democrat rejected the bill in an 8-7 to vote. Miara's proposal is still alive in the GOP-controlled House of Delegates, but it will face the same Senate committee if it survives votes there. Ben Pavier, VPM News. A bill is heading to the Senate floor that would give a state commission power to extend Virginia's oyster harvesting season by a month. The measure specifically applies to workers who use patent tongs. These devices are large claw-like machines that extract oysters. They often produce greater yields compared to other harvesting methods like hand tongs. The season currently lasts from October 1st to March 1st. Andrew Button is from the Virginia Marine Resources Commission, which would oversee this process. An additional month would be 20% more oysters potentially being removed from those areas. The commission reviews recommendations from experts on the conditions of the oyster population when deciding on the length of the season. If approved, this extension could provide additional income for workers in the industry who often miss days of work because of bad weather. This reporting was done in partnership with Virginia Commonwealth University's Capital News Service. Governor Glenn Youngkin says he plans to appoint someone new to serve as the state's top election official in the coming months. Chris Piper, the current elections commissioner, has served for four years and his term expires this summer. According to the Virginia Mercury, Youngkin commented on the position during an interview with conservative talk radio host John Fredericks. The governor says he wants someone running the department that is, quote, not trying to be political and is looking out for the integrity of elections. Those comments drew criticism from state elections officials who say Piper has led the agency during challenging times, working with many nonpartisan poll workers and elections officers. A Newport newsman photographed inside the U.S. Capitol on January 6th pleaded guilty yesterday to misdemeanor trespassing charges. Ryan Murphy from partner station WHRO has more. 57-year-old Robert Packer was arrested just a week after the January 6th riot. Packer was photographed in the U.S. Capitol building wearing a sweatshirt that bore the words Camp Auschwitz above a skull and crossbones. Auschwitz was the concentration camp in Poland where the Nazis killed more than one million people during the Holocaust. Court documents say Packer was identified by someone who knew him as a regular customer at a convenience store near Newport News. He faces up to six months in jail for the trespassing charges. He'll be sentenced in April. Packer joins nearly 200 others who have pleaded guilty to federal crimes related to the Capitol riot. That was Ryan Murphy reporting. 
A 12th Circuit Court judge in Chesterfield County was denied reappointment over concerns about her professionalism. Judge Lynn Bryce has served on the circuit court since 2014. She was left off a list of judges to be reappointed by the General Assembly this year, according to the Richmond Times-Dispatch. Concerns about her dedication to the job were raised by State Senator Joe Morrissey, who presented information that Bryce had missed presiding over half her dockets in Colonial Heights last year, as well as contentious interactions with prosecutors. The Richmond Times-Dispatch reached out via email to Judge Bryce, who declined to comment. The VPM News Team is taking a deeper look at political issues in a new series we're calling Capital in Focus. Today, we're talking about the Regional Greenhouse Gas Initiative, also known as REGI. Governor Glenn Youngkin has faced criticism from Democrats and environmentalists for wanting Virginia out of the initiative. But what are the costs and benefits of a program like REGI, and can Youngkin successfully get Virginia out of it? That's what VPM's Patrick Larson discussed with newscast editor Sarah McCluskey. Before we get into Governor Youngkin's plans, Patrick, can you explain what REGI is and how does it fit into Virginia's commitment to reduce its carbon emissions? Sure. So under the 2020 Virginia Clean Economy Act, Virginia has to reach zero emissions from the energy sector by 2050. That's a big deal. Climatologists globally agree that zero carbon economies are needed to protect against the worst impacts of climate change. Now, to understand Reggie's role in that, I spoke with Bill Shobe, an environmental economist at UVA and a member of the team that actually designed Reggie's cap-and-trade carbon market. Okay, so we start with a cap on emissions, right? We want to control our CO2 emissions. So the cap is applied to the 11 member states. It's measured in tons of carbon dioxide. Then Reggie puts a dollar price on each of those tons. So if you are a company that produces energy and emits carbon, you have to buy your share of allowances, usually through auctions. That's the trade part of cap and trade. Now, since that carbon will contribute to climate change, auction proceeds make their way back to states generally for climate change related projects. So Reggie's not the commitment. It's just a way to get there. So what are the governor's concerns with the program and how is he trying to leave? Right. So under Virginia regulations, energy costs and therefore carbon pricing are passed on to ratepayers. So Dominion Energy currently charges $2.39 for residential customers using 1,000 kilowatt hours in a month. That number fluctuates based on your bill. But Yunkin says it's just too high. He wants the State Air Pollution Control Board, an independent panel that approved Virginia's REGI regulations, to essentially repeal the program. I spoke with some legal experts on this. They say it's not that simple. Since joining Reggie is based in state law, a full repeal would have to come from lawmakers. What happens if Youngkin succeeds? Well, the Reggie charge would be taken away from electricity bills moving forward, but the auction proceeds would go away as well. Virginia made over $200 million last year from Reggie auctions. That's a lot more than experts like Shobe had expected. 45% of that pot under state law goes to a fund for coastal and inland flooding, and half goes to energy efficiency programs for low-income ratepayers. Now, Yunkin is supporting a bill to spend $5 million over two years on coastal flooding, but that's only a fraction of what Virginia netted in one year through Reggie. That's been a major criticism from Democrats and environmental groups. Basically, if Reggie goes away, there's no more dedicated fund. So where does Youngkin's plan to pull Virginia out stand now? Well, it's at a bit of a standstill. He, he gave the Department of Environmental Quality until mid-February to reassess the program. After that, we'll know more about the approach Youngkin will direct DEQ to take 
Their proposal would then be subject to public comment and approval by the Air Board. But again, for a wholesale repeal, he'd have to have Senate Democrats on his side, and they're serving as something of a brick wall this year. Well, Patrick, that's about all the time we have. Thank you for sharing your insights about Reggie and everything going on at the General Assembly. Thank you, Sarah. That was VPM's Sarah McCluskey speaking with reporter Patrick Larson about the Regional Greenhouse Gas Initiative. To learn more about Reggie and other changes happening in the new administration, head to vpm.org slash General Assembly. This has been the VPM Daily Newscast. Some of these stories may have changed since the newscast was recorded. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org slash news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MyVPM. VPM. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.